welcome to another episode of DMs with DM. I'm your host, Daniela Schiavo, and I'm joined by my co host and best friend, Emily Sianta. Hello, everyone. In this week's episode, we're going to chat about the hustle culture and how it can ruin you. Yes, but also how it can benefit you. You're right. Usually that is my take on it too, but this week I've been ruined by it. Why don't you lead us into the pit and peak then, Daniela? Sure. So my peak this week so far has been my dad's birthday. So three out of five of my siblings came over and it was a really nice catch up with everyone. Also, we bought tickets to an Italian singer's concert and I'm going with my parents and two of my sisters. And it's kind of lame because he's like an old school <laughs> singer, but I'm really excited. So yeah. Uh, that sounds so lovely though. Yeah. I think there's such a like... Just doing little things that are a bit different and not unusual, but just, you know, I love it. I just love the thought of doing that. So that'd be lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm really looking forward to it. And my pit, on the other hand, has been this whole past week. I fainted and busted my lip, bumped my head, I bruised my shoulder. Then since then, I've been really struggling with doing anything by myself, really, because I've been really scared of fainting again. And I won't go into too much detail, but the anxiety of it has really gotten to me and it's the worst it's ever been. So I don't know, I guess that's why I wanted to talk about hustle culture and how it can affect you from all sides. So easy to overwork yourself without even realising it. But before we get into that, though, this week, my pit and peak has been, which I'll start my pit, it's actually been a stressful couple of weeks at work. As I've explained in past episodes, I move around into different roles and I'm in a new role and it's not been an easy one. Some roles are easier than others. Some are harder. This is definitely one of the harder ones. Yeah. I, at times I'm wondering, why the hell am I in here? Because I really am... <laughs> It's, I've had to learn a lot, which is also a good thing. I can never say learning isn't good. That's true. Um, and also my sister had a surgery last week, so she's still recovering a bit from that. Yeah. Um, and then my dog had a surgery today. Poor baby. But it went well, so that's good. That's very good. And I would say my peak would be yesterday I went out for um, dinner with some work friends, which was really lovely. And I went to Boarding Globe for the first time, which oh, I've been okay. meaning to go for ages. It yeah. was really nice. So yeah, I would say that's my peak. Nice. A bit of a foodie. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad one at all. Right, well, Em, I think it's time for Hot Seat then. Would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. Great. All right, well, in that case, question number one. Emily, you asked me this last week, I think it was, what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, I was wondering if you would come back with Mm. this um, um, to me. I'm going to get hate for this. Oh, no, what is it? Hence why it's a guilty pleasure. I feel guilty about it. Yeah. Sometimes... I am going to get real bad hate for this. Go for Sometimes it. Sometimes I drink from the bottle. Oh, I do that too. The orange fridge? juice. Don't even ask. Oh. If you come over to my house oh and I offer God. you orange juice or you see it in the fridge and I don't offer you, don't get offended. It's because I drink it out of the bottle. Oh. Yeah. Don't stress. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I literally, it's literally because sometimes I don't want a glass. I just yeah. want a gulp yeah. of Coke. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's my guilty pleasure. I probably got others, but that's the one I think of. That's all right. Fair yeah. enough. I like that. Question number two. What is the silliest thing that you've bought? Like, say you've spent a lot of money on something or you've, you know, but you've, you've gone, you know what, this is really dumb, but I have to get it. Fuck. I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah? Do you think you have one? I don't know. I don't think I do. Okay. And I'm disappointed because I really feel like I probably have yeah. <laughs> bought something silly. Mm, or like only... something you spent a silly amount of money on for what it is. Yeah, I definitely have done that. But what what is it exactly? The only thing I could think of, and it's not really silly, is probably a lot of times I buy clothes mm-hmm. that, like, I had a whole thing last year and it's still sort of going of buying, like, a nice work clothes. 
And I might spend a bit more extra money because I'm like, oh, I know I'll wear that here. It's going to be really comfortable. And then I get it and it either gets ballsy hmm. or it doesn't sit as well or I get really sweaty in it or something. And I'm like, well, that you know, well, there work. goes that. Plan, plan like X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for that many stuff, yeah. that many things. Okay. There's probably it's, other things. I can't think. That's, but, what had. that's fair. Yeah. All right. Question number three. Do you think that you are in any way morally superior to your peers morally superior as in like yeah. i feel like my morals are better than others yes you should see the face she's making <laughs> <laughs> well that's a strong way to put it i don't intentionally sit there and think i'm better than you all i'm a good person yeah. <laughs> but, but that's actually a good question because this week i've noticed that in particular where I'm sitting, I n- notice that some people gossip more so. More than so. Fair enough. And in that moment, definitely, I feel morally superior. Interesting. And look, I think it's like that's me being so, you know, just honest. Like I think, yes, sometimes I see other people and what, how they treat other people in particular, if we're using that example, and think, you know what, I wouldn't do that and I don't agree with what you're doing. And... If we had to be rated right now and I'm always mine, I would win. Yeah. Yeah. So that's such a really interesting question. Thank you. Okay. Question number four. Would you say that you have, to some degree, a sense of entitlement? Mm, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But I think that's something I find myself reflecting on because I, you know, I don't really don't like entitlement mm-hmm. I really think no one should feel entitled to anything to a certain extent I feel like if you work your eyes ass off let's say at work and it's not even acknowledged and you're doing more than you should be doing then I don't know I would feel entitled look not even a thank you that's all I even want yeah. but I really don't think no I, would, I wouldn't consider myself entitled okay definitely not nice nice and refreshing considering the generation that we are from oh. God, that's why I always think about it. Because yeah. like, so many people just, they're so entitled to They just think they things. deserve like, everything. Yeah, yeah, I should deserve a comfortable job. I don't deserve to work hard mm-hmm. to get this. And yeah, that's yeah. why it absolutely me a lot. Which is, yeah, sort of why I brought it up because we'll touch on it a bit later. But fifth and final question, Emily, what makes you get up and go to work every morning? I think I have a, a sense of I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. So I just, if I just decided... No, you know what? I'm not going to go in today. Who cares about them? Who cares about the work? I just couldn't. And money. Mm-hmm. And not just because I like money, but because I have goals. I'm saving yeah. for a house. I'm mm-hmm. saving for a holiday. I want to, like, to get that money, I have to work hard and I want to feel like I earned it. And, like, yeah. you know, I did those 40 hours mm-hmm. a week, months straight. Like, that's what makes me get up. It's yeah. not easy. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I need a better motivation or yeah. pay rise. But, <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I would say gets me up. Nice. Bit. I like that. Yes. Well, your turn. All right. Would you consider yourself part of the hustle culture? Yes. Yes. Cool. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> no need Sign on the dotted line. Yes. <laughs> um, question two. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do to keep yourself busy? Anything and everything. Um, if <laughs> I'm not even, and I, again, I'll touch on this a bit later, but even when I'm trying to relax, I still feel like I need to be busy. Yeah, I to keep myself busy, I plan episodes for the podcast, 
edit, do a lot of reading, not as much book reading as I would like, but Mm. I do a lot of like news reading and things like that. And I think that's just because with journalism training and things like that, it's something that you have to do as a part of your daily routine. Like that's the first thing you should be doing when you wake up. So I do quite a bit of that, not when I wake up, but (laughs) in general. (laughs) Even that, I have to admit, I do waste a lot of time on social media which doesn't even fulfill me at all. So I'm noticing lately yes. that I've really been trying, like I'll open the app and then close it really quickly because I'm like, I'm I'm not even, I'm not even on here for any good reason really. Yeah. And lately I've just been really trying to spend time with people and make an effort to reach out. So I guess I do, I spend a lot of time, you know, sort of trying to get in contact and make those connections. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. I really get the whole social media thing. Mm. Sometimes I can so easily be there on there for an hour, I don't even notice, mm-hmm. and I feel sick when I realize. I'm like, yeah. Emily, shame like, what on have you, you achieved? Yeah. yeah, what have you achieved? This is sickness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three: mm-hmm. What is an adult responsibility that you wish you didn't have to do? Pay bills. Pay bills. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. Oh, look! I think growing I mean, up, you always kind of wish that you know you could be an adult and do all these things. But I think for me, the only thing I'm really going to dislike is going to be paying bills, paying rent, mm. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is something that you haven't gotten bored with yet that has surprised you? Oh, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because it's I think... It's a worry, isn't it? Like when we, I think both of us... And all the time, you you have that natural yeah. worry of what if I get bored of mm-hmm. this? What if I get over it? That's, yeah, I think that's very natural. Yeah, it's because it's a, a lot of work goes into it. And I don't think people realize mm. the work and the effort that goes into doing something like this. Yeah, which I'm not saying that I'm ungrateful for it. Like I, mm. I love doing it. I genuinely do. Which is I think why I'm still here and why we're still here yeah. towards the end of our second season. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely the first thing that sort of came to mind. Otherwise, I'm still watching Designated Survivor and oh, I'm not oh, really? bored yet. Oh yeah. my god! How so, far into it are you? Uh, almost finished season two. Ooh. I'm taking my time though, but I'm okay. not bored. But not bored. That's yeah. lovely. That's refreshing. Yeah. Final question. Tell me. How do you like to spend your downtime? I like to watch Netflix. Yes. I like to relax with my family or with my friends, my boyfriend, just kind of spend time with people. Mm. And sometimes I just like to just chuck on some music, light a candle and just yeah. like lie on my bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't do that often, not nearly as often as, as I would like to, but mm. it's something I enjoy doing. I just Sometimes I do really like being alone yeah. in my downtime as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I- yeah (laughs) great um so that was the fifth question yes amazing so with that let's begin like we said earlier em and i wanted to talk about this because hustle culture is so prominent especially on social media yeah with trends like let's get this bread and the common saying sleep is for the dead it's really easy to fall into the trap of becoming unrested and thinking that it's normal exactly and think about it how many times have you been with your friends and you're mm. all complaining about how tired you are? Yeah, I know we do it all the time. Literally. Or even how hard it can be to organise a group get-together because everyone is so busy. Oh, my God. It is such a struggle, honestly. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, respecting other people's priorities is so important. So important and yeah. if they've got plans to work or to study or to see other people, that's totally fine. That's not what we mean. We're more talking about adjusting your own perspective exactly and trying to make leisure a priority as well exactly I feel like there can be two sides to this considering 
that the majority of our listeners are either older teens to people in their late 20s, there is a really big sense of entitlement, as we mentioned before, that comes from our generation where people have a consistent treat yourself mentality, which again, don't get me wrong, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but we've got to insist that balance is key to success in all areas of your life. Daniela and I spoke about something similar the other day, actually. I'm the type of person who prioritizes comfort. I know what my limits are and when I need to block out some me time. Whereas Daniela is very on the go and will exhaust herself just so she doesn't miss out on anything. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself. I really do try to do everything. Work, play sport, exercise, spend time with friends and family, podcast, all the prep. Like, I don't like to miss out and I don't like having nothing to do. It makes me feel lazy and unaccomplished. And even when I have nothing to do, I make something to do. And like I mentioned before, I'll read up on world news, look further into, and as nerdy as it sounds, political and like societal concepts or <laughs> write lists. Side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'll like even spend time writing lists and action plans of things I want to do. And then, you know, online shopping, things like that. Like, I seriously don't know how to relax. I just got a bit tired from hearing all of that. (laughs) (laughs) And I've seen this get the better of you before, but not like it did this week. Yeah. After this week, I couldn't be a bigger advocate for listening to your body (laughs) and taking appropriate time to rest. This concept of hustling and rise and grind is really interesting, though. It completely encapsulates a generation of young people. Completely. Anyone who is young and even mildly ambitious knows that hard work will help you achieve your goals. Like, shit, I'm even making a whole mini-series about hard work, which made me question, when is enough enough? And why are the standards so high? Why do we never celebrate the little wins? Mm. It got me thinking a lot about how we were raised Our culture and society is so deeply rooted in capitalism and dreams of wealth and ownership. From a really young age, we're always taught that you have to study hard, get good grades, get work experience, part-time jobs, participate in extracurricular activities, be social, network, use people for gain. Like, even the best of us fall into this trap of feeling like our core values are security in the form of wealth or success in the form of a promotion or a big purchase. I know I definitely value those things and I know that I definitely am motivated by those things and I know that Emily is too. Yes, absolutely. I definitely believe money is security. I think that way because I just, we grew up, we weren't well off. Um, So I just, we sort of grew up and I didn't know at the time until I got older and, you know, started you know, needing a bit more things and your basic sort of like yeah. food and um, clothing and stuff. And now I just see money as a, yeah, security thing. I remember I had a conversation at work a couple months ago and, you know, this past year's been like a big debate of whether I follow, I studied graphic design, mm-hmm. um, whether I follow that sort of dream of graphic design or the money dream. Yeah. <laughs> because graphic design does not earn you a lot of money, it's very hard to get into, and it's not very stable. Whereas where I am now is very stable, pays well, and I'm very comfortable. Yeah. And it was sort of that sort of debate within myself. Do I follow that dream and do what I love, or do I continue where I am? Try and find something that I enjoy and Mm -hmm. just, you know, because I think that a lot of people... Yes, I love graphic design. I, that's a passion of mine. But I think there's sometimes a lot of pressure of loving your job, which yes. is not a bad thing. Do Absolutely. Not get me wrong. I, I'm so glad you touched on that. Yeah, yeah, I really 
I want to love my job. I yeah. want to go in every day and, you know, just be like, I love it here. This is my mm-hmm. passion. This is great. This is what I dreamed of. But to be honest, it just doesn't seem very realistic to me. Yeah. And I've sort of become comfortable with the thought of, look, I work full time, earn the money, get the holiday, get the house. And that within itself gives me a great amount of pride and happiness just from that. Yeah. Graphic design, I can do that a bit on the side as a hobby. I'm doing the podcast as a passion as well. Um, and just me- I know I have to make time, put time aside to do those things. Yeah. Um, but that is sort of why money became such a big security thing for myself. Yeah. And, and why it remains that way. Yeah. And that's, yeah, like I, I did want to kind of go into that, like, and see whether you would go as far as saying that the reason that you're you're like that is because you've seen how unhappy you mm. could be without money or material belongings. Yeah. Like, I definitely think that's the case for myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And it's just, yeah, that's a brilliant way to put it. I've seen how the effects of having, I wish money wasn't everything, and it's not, but it, good God, it to plays a, a very big, big role in, absolutely. in life. This yeah. world works around money. It does. As much as you want to ignore it, you can't. You can't. And, yeah, I, I just get, like, too scared to think about going to that place where I'm sacrificing a lot of things and not having enough money, which just puts me in a worse position, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I actually read this really interesting article from the New York Times, which I'll link in the show notes for you guys as well. It was called Why Are Young People Pretending to Love Work? And it was written by Erin Griffith. And it was a really interesting perspective. And I like the way she approached the story because she's a journalist who reports on tech company startups and venture capital. Oh, wow. Yeah. And basically the way I understand it is that she reports on people's success in business. Mm. And um, the tech world is has a crazy approach to work and usually in in the very you know in the successful cases a high return rate and I looked into it a bit more and even in this world of technological startups there is still a very small percentage of incredibly successful people. Think about it though the most iconic and influential billionaires and successful people are from tech startups. Yeah. Bill Gates, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, all of whom have incredible stories, incredible wealth, geniuses in their own right. But like you said, they are part of a very small percentage of people. Exactly. And not to say that there's no hope in trying with startups or really embracing hustle culture in whichever field you're in. That isn't it at all. It's just that I've found it incredibly interesting that for such an entitled generation, we really do go out of our way to make it look like we love work and that we're successful when we're around our peers. We even see it in our um, friendship groups. We're at an age where we're all in full-time roles. You just got a new job. Mm -hmm. Our friend just got a promotion. People are moving out, going on holidays. Everyone is working really hard. There's no doubt about that. No. But really think about it. Why are you working so hard? I swear, sometimes I just enjoy telling people about how busy I am (laughs) or about how much I accomplished in a day Mm. or about how good I am at what I do. You could call it stuck up, but I also think that receiving praise from our superiors and earning small and honestly, sometimes really insignificant bonuses from our work is just a sign of a much bigger human need that we fulfill through work. Yeah, and I could not agree with you more. I think like human need is such a, it's such a nail on the head sort of thing. Yeah. when you think about the differences in generations, and I'm not talking about gender or and success rates in the workplace, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about significant generational differences between millennials and, say, b- baby boomers. Yeah. Think about the percentage of women working 
in the workplace now compared to then. Yeah. Think about the ages of which women are having kids and how now nowadays 40 is the new 30 mm-hmm. or how 30 became the new 20. If you really want to bring it back that, that far. far. Yeah, shit. Well, that is a really good point. And even that, think about how many times young people travel per year or per five-year mm. period in comparison to their parents or their grandparents. Now think about how many young people own houses or property in comparison to their older family members. Our priorities have changed. Our means of achieving success have changed. We see work as a means to an end, but also embrace it in a way that makes you think that you enjoy working so hard. We think that burning out is a good thing. We think that for some reason to get to the point of physical and mental exhaustion, it means that you're on a solid path to success. That those people who have burnt out have their priorities in order. You even kept joking a few weeks back that you were going to keep your old job while working your new full-time job until you burned out. Literally. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. What the fuck? I remember you said that. I was like, like okay. you're, you're silly. <laughs> you silly girl. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to do it because I have a bigger financial goal that I'm really trying to achieve. But shit, it's not a sustainable way of living. I know. We are human. Mm-hmm. Every decision you make has to be a sustainable one because your life doesn't end the day you finish working. Exactly. That's absolutely right. And one last question I wanted to ask was, why do young people only find fulfillment in working or material success? And funnily enough, that New York Times article I mentioned actually somewhat answered it and gave an interesting point about at the very least. The journalist mentioned religion. She spoke about how statistically there is a significant (laughs) percentage difference of young people who believe in religion or who don't believe in religion in comparison to adults who do. I looked into it a bit more and in the EU, for example, 85% of adults are religious, while 75% of young people are. So that's a 10% drop. So think about it, when you consider how many hundreds of thousands of people live in the EU, it's a very significant difference. So does that mean that young people look to work for, for, for fulfilment and that's why the hustle culture is such a thing? Do you think? Look, I wouldn't say it's the only reason, but I would definitely say that it is a big factor in it. And people want a sense of return from their investments. They want to see a physical reward for their efforts and their devotion to something. And I think religion maybe just doesn't provide that enough for some people. Yeah, and that's such a interesting point that you just don't don't really think about. And it's such an interesting way to reflect it. And I can definitely understand that. Yeah. I guess that is something that everyone listening can try and reflect on. Absolutely. And again, not trying to make it have an existential <laughs> life crisis, but I definitely think that everyone needs to try and reevaluate what their values are and how their work-life balance is contributing to the things that they value the most. Well said. And I think, yeah, it's definitely something that People just need to take time to sort of reflect, reflect on why are they here, mm-hmm. why are they doing what they're doing, and is there a reason they got there? Yeah, and is what they are doing helping them to reach their their, their overall outcome? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Well, well said. Thank you. Anyway, with that, Daniela, I think that might be all we have time for this week. You are right, actually. Shit. <laughs> but before we go, Emily, what are you loving this week? I, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, and I don't care, Harry Potter. <laughs> okay, I'm beautiful. still on the first book, mm-hmm. which I think I've probably pointed out. I'm so read up. God, I love it so much. It's just so good. Please read it if you haven't. Please read it again if you have already read it. Amazing. Great. Well, I'm loving a couple of things. 
First thing is called spartone, which is a 100% natural iron in liquid form. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really oh, wanted to tell you about this, actually. Yeah, okay. yeah. So for those of you listening, I'm borderline anemic and never take my iron tablets. And I think that also really contributed <laughs> to it. I know, be laughing. <laughs> I know but um, it really contributed to how shit I've been feeling lately. And my mum recommended I take spartone and alternate it with iron tablets. And I genuinely think that it's working because it absorbs much quicker and it's natural too. But apart from that, I have a bombshell thing that I'm loving and <laughs> yeah. I never, ever, ever would have thought I would say this, but I love Taylor Swift's song, Oh, Lover. my God. <laughs> yeah. Stop, everyone. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> who, who, am you're, who am I? Who am I? You're 14-year-old Daniela. Come back to life. Literally. Daniela, quick story. Daniela introduced me to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is now one of my favourite mm-hmm. artists. Daniela has backed away and tried to forget her Taylor Swift roots and I'm just like, no. <laughs> Literally, I... And look, I get it. Her music has changed. It has changed and she, I don't like her as a person, which I is why I... Well, obviously, I don't <laughs> know her either. But I mean, like, from what I've seen, I'm not that impressed and I always see, like, a really petty side to her and even in some of her music, it can be really petty and I'm a bit like, who uh, lets this girl, yeah. like, act like this? You know yeah, what I mean? So I really songs, question a few things. Yeah, there's a couple of songs on the new album and I just, I'm just don't like like there's the one in I think he knows and he says he's so obsessed with me and boy I understand yeah a little but things like that things like that that, you know like that kind of it yeah that kind of attitude kind of like turned me off her for a bit but even now I've been listening to my old Taylor Swift albums and I'm really enjoying this like the songs that because the thing is on every album there's only a handful of songs that I love but if I like if I like them I love them and then the rest are just like eh but yeah, I've just like gone through and like I keep re-listening to the ones that I really do like. Oh. And wow, I just feel like I've really confessed something big. Can you please shoot a couple <laughs> songs at me? I love her. Um, I love her. My, one of my favorite albums of all time is Speak, Speak Now. Speak Now, yes. 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 Um, so I was listening to Speak Now. Um, Sparks Fly, oh. Love, yes. Red. Yes. Oh my God, I feel like I used to sing that my, my, with my whole heart when I was uh, younger, but now I can actually relate to it. Yes, I feel <laughs> well, like Well, actually Red. not relate to it, you know, but you know what I mean? You're even older, you can... Yes, yeah. I feel like Red, I can relate to. Like, this, yeah. Even if I haven't had that direct experience, I'm like, he knows that Yes, feeling. exactly. And even um, 1989, there was That's a few good. songs on that and I was like... Oh, yeah, I can't even think of them off the top of my head now because I haven't listened to them in actually that long until yeah. like two days ago. Yeah. But um, like before when we came in, I had Welcome to New York in my head. Oh, and I, I love, was like, oh. like, it was not even a great song, but I just liked it. Yes. Like, yeah, oh, it was, yeah. Just reminds me, it's the summer we finished year 12. Me too. Yeah. You yes. gave, you bought, oh, you got the album for Christmas, yes, I think. And I then you did. gave it to me and I put yes, it on my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good. I love, I could go on. Yeah. You've opened something up Yeah, here. I've really opened up a can of worms. Oh, anyway, we, like I said, I could go on. But anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. We've almost finished season two. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it. Crazy. But don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at DNMs Podcast and email us at hello.dnms at gmail.com. And to be honest, I've not actually checked their inbox for a little while. I so probably sh- Oh, you oh, thank God. Oh, look, see? I have. <laughs> Balance each other out. Lead traveller. Travel, travel assistant. assistant. Yes. Host. Co-host. <laughs> I love right. it. I know. I love it. Um, and you can also join us in the Deep and Meaningfuls on our Facebook page, which we'll link in the show notes. Exactly. Have an incredible week, everyone. Yes. We will see you in the next one at 6 a.m. Yes. Bye. Bye.